You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What's going on, FA Nation? John Impemba here with James Grande. This is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS Podcast recording here Monday for Tuesday's 12-game main slate. James, I got DraftKings open as usual. FanDuel does not yet have their slate release, so DraftKings yep. is where we will be for tonight's podcast. If at any point FanDuel decides to release <laughs> their slate, we will certainly take a look at some of their pricing. But, like I mentioned, 12 games for Monday, and uh, we have some pretty decent pitching at the top for uh, this pitching slate. Yeah, I would say decent is definitely a good good way to phrase it, John. And different than, than Monday's slate, or, yeah, different than Monday's slate, the pricing is much more fair. Isn't that funny, right? It's like we talked about it on Sunday evening, how Monday's slate, all these pitchers are priced up, probably not warranted. Right. Some of these guys are probably too cheap on Tuesday's slate for how well they've pitched and the matchups that they're in. So, yeah, it should be a good one with loads of pitching. So we already know there's no baseballs leaving the yard, and now there's good pitching, so there's just not going to be a lot of runs. So, yeah, load up on pitching where you can, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, for whatever reason, DraftKings is uh, labeling Corbin Burns as a relief pitcher. Don't know what that's about. They've uh, had that, man, they've had that forever, <laughs> and, like, they just need to fix it. Yeah. Like, yeah. they just need to fix it. Burns coming off a, a tough start against Atlanta, but he is the top price pitcher on the slate on the road against san diego at 10-1 as he play san diego yet this year he has not time to start checking to see if these guys have faced one another before but yeah 10-1 yeah we know we can do some high strikeout rate i uh, had some good road starts previously in atlanta and in, in miami and struggled a bit at home last time maybe san diego will be a good home oh sorry good road spot for him dylan cease a lot of strikeouts like a crazy (laughs) amount of strikeouts out of this guy facing boston for the second time in three starts or four starts rather the other game against boston only five innings pitch took 101 pitches to complete those five innings did have eight strikeouts what i will say to that is the uh, current iteration of the boston they're rolling Uh, their offense has come alive here so gpp only play for me for season 9800 but man this dude strikeouts 9 11 8 11 9 he's just out here putting up huge fantasy production even in that game against the yankees four innings six earned still had 11 strikeouts so (laughs) he of of the 12 outs he struck out 11 of them so that's the type of power that he brings so you got uh, chris bassett on the road against san francisco at 9600 dollars kevin gossman on the road against st louis at 95 zach gallon maybe my favorite pitcher based based off price and matchup ninety three hundred dollars for gallon home against kansas city 1.14 era for him he's already thrown over 100 pitches and a start this year as well so we're not really worried about Bueller's at 92 max freed's at 91 that's your nine can above range yes burns even in a bad start even with a bad start on his ledger still 227 era sparkling 62 k's and 51 innings the guy has immense upside and you could say the same for dylan cease but man if there's ever somebody that you should trust uh, is a guy that can give up six earned and still get you 14 fantasy points because he can strike out that many people. I'm honestly okay. I know Cease hasn't really pitched deep into games a lot, but I'm okay with him he all formats. He strikes out I'm... too many guys to pitch deep into games. Yeah, he... he goes deep into counts, and these guys, he's not getting one pitch outs. He's usually going five, six pitches deep, and he's striking guys out. Yeah, and he's walking like two batters per every outing, too. He's only walked fewer than two batters in one start this year of his right. eight so i love cease i know boston's great but you know 
for tournaments, just the upside that he brings. Bassett's fine. He's had been good up until last start. He had been a model of consistency up until last start. He ran into a buzzsaw in the Cardinals, who are hitting everyone right now, right? So I think we can go back to Bassett pretty safely. Gossman gets that buzzsaw here, John. And two of the last three games, he hasn't really struck a lot of people out. Maybe this is a fade for me, just considering how St. Louis has been. Maybe we just use him in tournaments, um, because I agree. I think Zach Gallen is a term- in a tremendous spot. He had been looking great in that last Cubs start, and he still ended up only allowing one run, but three walks in that. He had like three strikeouts in the first two innings and ended up with four over yeah. five innings. That was a little, left a little thing to be desired. Kind of annoying um, that they pulled him at 88 too, right? Like maybe yep. he just felt like he didn't have it there and they just decided to go elsewhere. Yeah, but I think against KC, I think we could get seven innings, you know, one run ball and, and a win here. So I like Gallon. Bueller's fine. The strikeout rate is significantly down this year. Yeah. Like he's not really striking people out. He does have the complete game shutout on his resume, but like that's what's tying this season together for him, right? Yeah. Like I don't love this that, matchup for him in Washington. As bad as Washington, I guess, has sort of been record-wise, again, they they just give pitchers fits. Like even Verlander yep. the other day, like labored against them. So I, I don't know if I'm going Bueller here. It's weird to see Bueller um, just looking at his numbers real quick, John. He is generating significantly more swings outside of the zone. He's generating more swings inside the zone. He's generating more swinging strikes than he ever has before in all three categories, not getting strikeouts, right? It's just like you think it feels like there's positive regression in that category coming, but this is probably not the spot, as you mentioned, because, you know, the Washington doesn't strike out a lot. Right. And then Max Fried, he's fine. Like, I feel like I've... Felt like Matt, Max Fried's been in a lot better spots, and he just has let me down. He's been decent this year. But I think the main attraction of this tier is Zach Allen, as you mentioned, and Corbin Burns and season tournaments and Bassett as well. Right. Mid-tier range, what do you know? You got Jordan Montgomery against Baltimore. Uh, every freaking start, uh, man. This is the fourth time this season that Jordan Montgomery has faced Baltimore. Last time out, five innings, three earned. Start before that, five and two-thirds, two earned. Second start of the year, five shutouts. So hasn't exactly like shut them down. Hasn't no. really put forth a strong effort. Hasn't even gotten a win yet this year. So like at 8K, I mean, in theory, this should be a good spot for him, but he's just not getting it done. Yeah, I honestly don't want to go here because what has the upside been with Jordan Montgomery? Like he's been a pretty good real life pitcher for the Yankees outside of the wins. They're, this is the one guy they're not giving run support to, first off. If you just look through his starts, zero run support pretty much all right. year long. And the one start he does get six runs, Baltimore scores nine, right? Six, nine. Nice. So I think I'd rather play Franbar at, for $200 more. I think this price tag is a little silly for Franbar, considering the last two starts we've gotten. Yeah, Cleveland hasn't been good against lefties either. 274 by 205 average. They're not striking out a ton, just a 21% strike against lefties but again they're not doing anything else and under 600 ops and under an 099 iso like they're just <laughs> yeah. not they're not doing it versus lefties yeah and what is friend bar going to do anyway he's going to get them to beat the ball into the ground he's going to get 100 ground balls in this spot so i'd rather go there pavetta would be obviously interesting like look the guy's been good there's no denying it the last three starts He's been really good. Two yeah. earned runs in three starts. Yeah, so. Complete game last time out with a rare complete game. 
six shutout, eight Ks against the White Sox in that last outing. I mean, he Different went on White track- Sox offense. It's probably the same thing can probably said for both these offenses since from the last time that CC face each other like both offenses are definitely more improved than they were yeah last 14 days white Sox uh only a 19.8 percent strikeout rate but 295 woba 250 average uh a 299 batting average in balls and play which is kind of average so the last couple weeks they're not really doing like a a ton of damage but they're not striking out they are putting balls in play so pavetta has figured something out then maybe but like i said He's a righty. He faced Houston, where Houston's been having a lot of success this year against righty. Knocked them down. Texas, we know at times this year, has been a decent offense. Shut them down. White Sox. So he's turning a corner. He went through stretches like this last year, where he he looked like, all right, like, hey, the Red Sox finally got something. And then he, he turned back into the guy like he was the start right. of the year. So for me, GPPs here on the road as well for Pavetta. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think after Pavetta, I just, a little lineup note here. DraftKings is list, listing Bo Brisky as the starter. He actually started on Monday for Detroit. So that's a facade. We ended up, it was going to be the righty Erod, John, which is what we recorded for on Sunday. And they ended up starting Brisky on Monday. So DraftKings has given us a little bit of a, a false, like he's not starting. Or no, actually, no, I lied. They are, okay, they did start Rodriguez. My, I'm all backwards. Anyways. I think Noah Syndergaard is in for a bounce back here. Listen, I've been a big fan of his this year. It was definitely a, a tough outing, but I will say, again, Texas, it's just, they've been, they've been tough against teams. And like I said, they just lit him up, so. I'm not going to play him in cash, but I do think we can go back to the well in tournaments. He pitched earlier in the year, six innings, two runs against them, four strikeouts. So again, the strikeouts, the lack of strikeouts leaving something to be desired for Thor, but I'm okay going back to the well against Texas. I also think the chalk of the slate is probably going to be Sonny Gray at $6,800. I think that's the chalk yeah, we value. Yeah, we were big on him last start, too, against Oakland, yep. and he came through big time. So, Yep, and now we've gotten seven, eight, five strikeouts. Pitch count, again, over 80 pitches now that he's back and, and making multiple turns in the rotation. So I think Syndergaard for me in tournaments, and I think SP2 and Cash is most likely Sonny Gray. Yep, I'm with you there. Catcher position. Same <laughs> spiel we always give, right? Like yep. we don't spend up, mid tier's fine. We'll look for we'll look for a value play. We'll see we'll see what pops up. But is there anybody that you're at least like honing in on here that you're like, all right, for sure this is the catcher I want? No. Adley Rutschman is a switch hitter. I think he adds depth to the Orioles lineup. They took no time to raise his price though to 4k just right. what three slates and he's up to 4k melendez has been our guy but i don't think we could play him against gallon because we like gallon quite a bit sorry did you mention blake snell did i miss that no i didn't mention so, blake snell so but if you want to talk about blake snell so here's the blake snell thing for me and we talked about it a ton last year his home splits last year were out of this world like at home last pablo, year pablo pablo lopez s uh, they were even better. I'm, well, I'm well gonna... I, are they? Because I was, I would argue that Pablo Lopez <laughs> is pitching more than five innings. Yes, potentially accurate. Last year at home, he had a 2.50 ERA. All right, he had 99 strikeouts in 68 innings. That's a 13K per nine. Right, he had a WHIP of 0.95. This is Blake Snell we're talking about. In 12 home Blake starts, Snell. an under one WHIP, a 13K per nine, a 2.5 ERA. On the road last year, 
6 ERA, 1-7 whip. Gabe Bernal was still the lead. It was 10.6. This dude loves pitching in San Diego, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Like, we haven't seen it, but I, I had a check to see what his pitch count was in his first start of the year. He threw 84 pitches. Yeah, he threw a lot of pitches. Yep. So, like, they don't, doesn't seem like they got him on a shelf at all. I would be willing to throw a dart here on Blake Snell and see if the home splits still hold. On the season, Milwaukee, 13th highest strikeout rate against left-handed pitching, just a 225 average. They do have hit some for some power, 151 ISO, 304 Woba. But I'm just saying, last year, if you played Blake Snell at home, you were basically getting a 10K pitcher. Right, like so, I'm not saying going in here and making your core play. Maybe if you want, if you're in a big field GPP, you're playing one lineup. Like, sure, that's the type of risk you take. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out there. That last year at home, he was he was an absolute monster. So just to, just to keep that on your radar, because I saw a quarantine against a lefty, and I was like, oh, maybe him Navarro's. I'm like, oh no, Blake Snell's at home. Not gonna, not gonna do it. So he's definitely the pivot away from Sunny Gray. Cause or you like, play them both, and yeah. you uh, spend up on. Spend- yeah, spend up on hitting like the Yankees against. Yeah, I don't think there's like any one particular catcher that I, I really love. I think it's mainly the same guys we mentioned night in, night out. And then we'll see where the lineups, how the lineups break, honestly. Maybe Jonah Heim against Syndergaard. Yeah. Melendez is not playing. We mentioned Jeffers. Jeffers has been really good lately. If he draws a start, I know he started on Monday. So those are those guys. But. You know, nothing like, oh, we need to play this guy. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Again, probably some value play will pop up and we'll be like, yeah, just punt mm-hmm. there. First base position, again, it all depends on how much you want to spend up for guys. Like, I like Freeman here against Gray. I think that's fine at $5,500. Otani gets Dunning at 58 uh, First base outfield eligibility. I don't want to go Goldschmidt against Gossman as hot as he's been. Lonzo against Webb in San Francisco is not really my favorite spot. We've talked about Vladdy struggling, but Hicks is... Nothing special, so maybe you could take a peek there. But for the most part, this top tier of first baseman outside of Otani and Freeman's probably nothing for me. Yeah, I probably agree that front. Okay. Any mid-tier guys for you? Christian Walker, home run. He's hit a lot of his 10 home runs against righties. Nine of his 10 have come against righties. So if you're punting, I think that, or if you're you know stacking Diamondbacks against KC, Possibly Yuri Gurriel has been Yuli Gurriel has been pretty good lately. 308 average, 932 OPS over his last 10 games. I don't hate that. And Jared Walsh always hits righties well. I know he's struggling, but he still hit righties well this year. So those probably for me in the mid tier. And shout out Mancini who continues to just rake against right-handed pitching. Yeah, that is that's true. Mancini versus we like Baltimore against lefties in general. So yep. Mancini, you'll probably be in the play there. Value guys, Ty France keeps hitting well. Gets Caprillion. It's a righty versus righty, but Caprillion has really since coming back. So I'm fine with that. After that, though, again, if we're looking at some value, I don't know. The, what. Uh, none of these real guys jump off the page to me for a value for a spaceman. So you've mentioned Edwin Rios a few times. Maybe we could take a peek there. But Frankie Cordero did hit a walk-off grand slam, but Cease is striking out a bunch of guys. And Cordero strikes out a lot. So like, I don't know how you want to attack that. Mount Castle is 2,500 mm-hmm. against the lefty. So like, but yep. we, we've talked like without being redundant, all Oriole players are going to be in play for us in this, on this slate. So all the ones that hit lefties well, at least. Yeah. I think to add to that list, Luis Arise against Bo Brisky. Arise has been really good lately. Doesn't hit for power and we're not going to get power, but 394 average over his last 10 games, 10 walks over that span is crazy. Two stolen bases, 10 runs scored. 
So doing a little bit of everything. He's had three double-digit fantasy point games over his last four games. One 32 fantasy point game for Luis. So apparently there's upside even when there's not no power. To your point about Edwin Rios, Josiah Gray against lefties, John, over a thousand lefties have a thousand OPS and a 456 Woba against them. So yeah, lefties against Josiah Gray all day. So if Edwin Rios cracks the lineup for a cheap home run, same with Mountcastle, but I don't think we need to go any lower than that. Okay. Second base position. He's well, Tuve against Playsacks at 57. Story's been on another level right now. Yeah, but again, he's been... Cease is a big strikeout guy. So maybe Boston to be a contrarian play here because they're all going to be expensive against Cease. But again, that offense is kind of rocking right now. You have Segura against lefty, but we, we do like Freed. So again, I'm, I'm finding myself struggling to like target a top guy, I guess, outside of Altuve here. Yeah, we don't need to spend. I don't, we don't need to spend this much money on anyone else. Yeah. It's Altuve and then it's move on down the list. Do you have a target? I feel like I'm just repeating myself from last podcast, but like Glaber against lefty at home is fine. Uh, Cattell Marte against a, a guy who's made two starts and has looked bad in both. He's fine. But Merrifield, not going to play him on this late, actually, because Gallon has been good. Espinal? <laughs> yeah, and then you go down to the value, and it's Espinal and... Maybe. Tommy LaStella would probably be someone that, if you're okay. not playing Bassett, he's been leading off against right-handed pitching. Yeah. So $2,700, has a home run in his first four games, 977 or 979 OPS. So I would probably punt there, and, and Nolan Gorman is still $2,400. So That's fair. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Any other like value outside of Gorman, or are you ready to move on? No, Gorman and who is the guy I mentioned? LaStella, both. Yeah, value. that's fair. Okay, third base. Got Devers up there. You got Gossman, the two guys we've talked about. You have Ramirez against the lefty, but it is Framber. Yeah. Um, yeah, Muncy's got against Gray at 51. We've talked Bregman being good against righties. He Brett, and Riley are both there. Machado is 4,800 again. It would make sense <laughs> to price Machado at 4,800 against Burns. Not like he was yeah. priced at 4,900 today against Hauser. So, you know, again, not to just like rattle off a thousand names, but this is just kind of the process that we're going through where there's a good pitching on this slate and they're facing all the good hitters. So, you know, you, you're kind of picking and choosing the matchups that you want here. Yeah, I really don't like dirt. I like the players that are here, and I think there's obviously times that talent will prevail. But, I don't know, Bregman at 5K, if he gets Plesak, that's a great spot. Plesak stinks. Riley, yeah. I would like Riley if he wasn't so bad because we know he hits ready, ready, um, ready pitching very well. Josiah Gray, Justin Turner, like, Gray's getting crushed against lefties, but righties have, have had no success. I would like Josh Rojas in the mid-tier a few plays, but he sat on Monday again due to right. this bruised hand. So, I don't know. who Like, where are you going? Because I don't like this position necessarily at really at all. I think this is clear to me that this is the worst position on the board. Yeah, this might just be your spend-up spot just because of the yeah. other options that are there, right? Like, and, and we're also running into a spot where it's like, all right, usually we, we like certain players because there there's lefty righty matchups but like even the guys that we like against lefties <laughs> aren't facing lefties so the value or min price guys that we usually go to are because they have the good splits like they're not even getting that like maybe alec bohm because he's getting a lefty yep. but it's freed right so i don't know we don't really want to go against freed but he's 3700 so if, if you're not a believer in Syndergaard, brad miller is still there you know, maybe you peak at brad miller <laughs> cheap so. home run the like that's like the hope and pray home run play. Yeah. Emmanuel, my boy Emmanuel Rivera, twenty one hundred. I know he gets Gallon. 
He, there's literally no value at this position. Yeah, so. there's not there's not much. Uh, shortstop position, Trey Turner's at the top at 61. Big price there. Lindor gets Webb. Anderson, as we mentioned, gets Pavetta. You mentioned Correa has been raking. Maybe Correa against Brisky is the guy that we're going potentially there. Bichette's at 51. He gets Hicks, generally better against righties and lefties. Seagard, 49 against Syndergaard. If you're not a Syndergaard guy, Jeremy Payne at 48 against Plesak is kind of your top, I guess, your top group. Yeah, isn't Turner, like the Turner price is what we talked about with Aaron Judge last night. Right. And then Aaron Judge turns around, hits a home run, and it's like, okay, could have paid 6100 or 6000 plus. But when you're paying for a guy $6,000, you have to be sure, one, he's going to steal a base, or two, he's going to hit a home run. Trey Turner has two home runs this year. Right. He may have two hits tomorrow, but if neither of a home run and he doesn't score a run, you're probably not, he's probably not paying off that salary. So, like, I do think he's in play. I think it's tournaments only at that price. Not going to probably go to Lindor. He's been a little better lately, but still just not justifying 5700 Tim Anderson's been awesome if you want to play him against pavetta just like if you think pavetta is going to revert back to last four years of pavetta tim anderson's in play but yeah i think correa 54 is a good tournament play Bo bichette here we go signs of life john every time signs of life with Bo bichette he just crashes back to earth All right but he had two home runs the other day i think he's in play and i really like Jer- jeremy pena a lot so i'm perfectly fine paying 4800 for him yeah, I'm with you there. There's not, again, another slate where, uh, spot position, rather, where there's not a ton of so. Your boy, J.P. Craw? Yeah. He's been bad, but. Yeah, still... he's got a decent, okay matchup. Like, Baez, yeah. potentially there. Mateo, potentially against Montgomery. Now, none of these guys are like, yes, him. Like, yep, agreed. Uh, Crawford would probably be the guy for me, though. I do, I do agree with that. I do like that call. Outfield. 6,400 Judd, 63 Stanton, 62 Harper, 61 <laughs> Trout, 6K Acuna. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> right? Wild price tags. You uh, need home runs. and Maybe look, two. <laughs> you need <laughs> paying for Judge, you might need two. Like, who? I guess if you're spending down on, like, Gray and, and Snell, you could play both, right? You could probably <laughs> play both, yeah. So, Zimmerman gave up the home run to Stanton on the 19th. And he would have had a second home run, but the wall. Right. There would have been two off Zimmerman, if not for the wall. If not for the 420-foot yeah. left field. <laughs> yeah, it was home run in 29 out of 30 parks. So, like, recent performance against them. Aaron Judge is hitting a home run every night. Just hit a 16th on Monday. Trout has been incredible. Bryce has been incredible. Acuna has probably been... The worst of them. And he's been incredible lately. Because he's stealing every base every freaking night. I don't know, man. Like, you can play them all, right? But it's like, you need the upside at this price. Right. Who Like, if... All right, how about this? Let me ask you this. I'll turn this on you. You can only pick one of them for your lineup on Tuesday. Of the guys 6K and above. Judge. Probably Judge. I might say Trout. Okay. I, I might say Trout. But I think it's probably that's. I mean, one, Judge is I hitting four hundred with five homers over the last ten games. So I think it's a I think it's a one B, and you probably have the A side. Acuna there. has maybe the best opportunity to homer <laughs> and steal. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, the, there's it, probably the most upside. He the, probably has the most upside. The guy ruined his hurt his knee last year and had eight stolen bases already in fifteen <laughs> games. So like a home run, a, a steal, like that's probably the best 
combo guy to play, but I think Judge is probably your best two. Him and Stanton are doing the, the same thing. Stanton uh-huh. are both hitting 405 over the last 10 with four and five home runs. So it's quite, it's quite good. That's okay. I got Stanton in the four in the seventh round of our fantasy draft, by the way. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's paying off. That was a steal. Anyways, after the 6K guys, there's still great talent here: Buxton, <laughs> Otani, you know, Mookie Betts, Jordan against Plesac. Tucker against Plesak. Springer's at 51 against Hicks. Like, you know, those guys are all in play. I don't hate any of those guys. I like Every them. single one of them. You just keep... Every single one of them. Where are you going to go? Who are you going to pick? Can you throw a dart at one? You gotta... if, it's probably one of the Houston guys. I think they're going to crush Plesak. He's been so bad. I'll go, I'll go Tucker because I think, like you mentioned with Acuna, there's probably... I'm probably... If I'm going to get a home run and a stolen base out of anyone there, it's him or Betts, right? Yeah. He's been stealing more than Betts this year. So I'll go uh, Kyle Tucker of that group. Okay. What about guys in that f- mid-4K range, I guess? X-Red Sox, great. Hunter Renfro against a left-handed yeah. pitch in Blake Snell. He's rolling right now. Another guy hitting 405. I don't know what the significance of the number 405 is like. Everyone's hitting 405, apparently, that we're interested in. Former Padre great, by the way, Hunter Renfro. Former Padre great as well. Hunter Renfro. Also, current Raider great, Hunter Renfro. Same guy. Cody Bellinger, I know, again, if he's stealing bases, there's upside. And Josiah Gray has not gotten lefties out. So I'm okay going there. Uh, That's probably it. Actually, I was going to say that's it over 4K. Another lefty killer, Andrew McCutcheon. He's hit lefties extremely well in, in the past. That's why I, like, didn't mention Snell I think because Milwaukee does have a lot of guys that hit lefties extremely well they haven't this year they've been like you mentioned middle yeah, of the pack, the pack but yeah. Renfro McCutcheon just historically crush left-handed pitching so they would be my two favorite maybe not like full stack but if you're doing like a mini stack Renfro McCutcheon favorite brewers there if we're going down under four grand Castellanos is now under four thousand dollars at 3900 against free to lefty Peralta's at 38 Heisley Heasley however we're gonna go and pronounce that name these days you mentioned Gray against struggling against lefties Gavin Lux is there at, at that price tag of thirty eight hundred dollars Jock Jams is 36 boy does he just always fall off the cliff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's his life is like a 230 hitter so julio rodriguez at 35 yep. j-rod right. season for sure j-rod season for, unless he goes off tonight because every other game so okay. we'll have to see what happens and then you have your baltimore guys right like austin hayes 3500 dollars. did we pass santander already i don't think we did right like he's no he's always like under 3k he is 3k exactly yeah, yeah. so like hayes santander both of them fine against lefties I wish they gave uh, one of Mancini or Mountcastle eligibility yeah. because it's unless you're playing on FanDuel, you, you just have to pick which one you're using. Right. Probably going Mancini at the current moment, but it's probably Mount- Yeah, that I guess that probably depends, right? Like it depends on who you're using. Yeah. Like if you're spending up at pitcher Corbin Burns, G- Gossman, like combo, you're probably gonna just punt Mount Mountcastle. Cole Calhoun at twenty eight hundred raking right now 30 389 average five homers 1350 ops the last 10 games not bad did you mention damn calhoun i'm surprised it's not did you mention kepler uh, no we talked about him oh, last risky. time we did not talk about him yet hit a, hit a granny tonight did he we told we targeted him we talked about him hit a granny tonight yeah is he still uh free 3400 3, 3, yeah 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 i like it i'm in so you can uh, you can build this lineup however you want guys there's a yep. lot of value at outfield 
a lot of top price guys at outfield, some decent amount of, I, I think, value pitching with Gray and Snell. Mm. So we'll see what final lineups look like. James is on the playbook, so he'll have uh, he'll have this all broken down into a little bow for you. But before we get away, James, I need to know your home run call. My home run call, I'll go Kyle Tucker against Zach Plesak. Kyle Tucker against Zach Plesak. Interesting. Well, let's go back to back with uh, Kepler here. I'm going to go Max Kepler, 3,400 okay. runoff Brisky. I like that. Going. Yep. So that wraps it up. We'll be in Discord. We'll be on Twitter. Playbook will be out. James is on it. If you have any questions, hit him up. Hit myself up. Get in Discord, and we'll catch you guys later.